Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Jacqueline here. Next week, obviously, is Thanksgiving. Today's episode is not about Thanksgiving or holidays or anything. It's actually a review of the show Physical from Apple TV that I recorded a little while ago. However, I wanted to offer you as you're preparing for Thanksgiving next week and everything going on that you check out my past episodes all about holiday support. I've done several series on my podcast and several episodes outside of that series, all dedicated to how you can handle the holidays, even while you're struggling with bulimia. I know it's really hard and difficult. It's one of the worst times of year for most people, even if they don't have an eating disorder, because there's all this pressure to be happy, to be cheery. There's financial pressure, there's stress, there's family issues going around. Maybe you don't talk to your family much, but then during Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, you're kind of forced to spend time with them. There's food everywhere. It's just a hectic time of year. And so and that's why I've dedicated so many episodes to it. So if you want help on that, please go to some of my past episodes and check those things out. They will be helpful for you. I will likely be posting some sort of holiday episode next week as well, but I wanted to give you something to help you a little bit early because I know Thanksgiving is coming up next week for us Americans. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, those episodes will still be helpful for you. They're very general. They're not like Christmas specific or Thanksgiving specific. (laughs) They will apply to any sort of large family gathering that includes meals and holiday stress. So yeah. But anyway, I want to shout that out there. And then also, if you are really worried about the holiday season, you are not sure that you can do it on your own and you want this year to be different, or you're kind of lingering with the idea of, you know, maybe I should just wait till January 1st to recover. A lot of people do that like they do with weight loss, right? Like, let's just wait. It's impossible to figure out the holidays while I'm struggling so badly. That is not true. I've worked with so many clients who started around um, November, December, and they've been able to have some of the best holidays they've ever had before. They've been able to enjoy Christmas, not binge, just have a good time those days with their families be present. And it happened in a shorter amount of time. So one, number one, don't just give up. Don't just think that because these these things are happening, you have to recover during the perfect time. There's never a perfect time to recover. So please don't let your mind take you there. And then if you really do want to work on your recovery and you want to do it with the support of people who understand and expertise, I'm hosting a holiday support week in my group coaching program, um, November 21st through the 27th. And I'm also putting the course or program, um, group coaching program on sale till November 21st. You can get $20 off your first month just to try it, see if you like it and get the extra support, especially during these really hard times. Um, But each day next week, I'll be doing Facebook lives all about certain topics that I know people struggle struggle with in holiday seasons, like setting boundaries with family members, grief and loss, overabundance of food, managing stress, and how not to binge and purge and utilize behaviors and weight gain. So it's going to be a lot. I'm trying to provide people with extra support during this time, but I'm also trying to provide people with a space to talk about it if they need it and to give them kind of constant touch points. Because something I know that's key in bulimia and what I work with a lot of my group members and clients 
I know that when they go radio silent and then something bad happens and they get isolated in their head, they think they should just give up. They think that, oh, it's not working. So let's just stop. It's often often not the case. They just need someone to kind of bring them out of the muck of their head, make them realize a different perspective and then keep trying. So that's what the purpose of the holiday support week is. And there's going to be two group coaching calls, one on Monday and then another one on Sunday, which is when we have our regular group coaching calls, the 27th. So if you would like to join us, if you need extra support during holidays, and I, I would say that if you're struggling with bulimia right now or binge eating, you most certainly do please join us. It's a really, really safe space to talk about these things. And you'll definitely find yourself feeling a lot less alone because so many other people will be going through the same thing. And if you aren't sure, but you really do need extra support, or maybe budget is a little tight, you can always join the first day for free. You go to my website, bingebreakers.com. You can find on the website, you just click holiday support week. And if you scroll to the bottom of that page, there's a free sign up link. So you can just use that and you can join for the first day, which includes includes our first group, group coaching call. So you can get some group coaching completely free from me. I will be there. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I have fun recording it. Okay, bye. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a pop culture thing. Um, I'm going to be doing a review of the show on Apple TV Physical, and I'm really, really excited. I think that there's a lot about it to talk about in terms of bulimia, and um, I just thought it would be a fun episode, a little bit more interesting to do than maybe recovery advice, that sort of stuff. But I still think you'll gain a lot of insight from it, even though it's kind of a pop culture thing to do. Now, fun fact, uh, not so fun fact, maybe. I actually recorded this episode last week, but I then finished the show by the time I had, when I recorded last, I had only watched almost all of the first season and didn't quite see everything. And then I ended up binging the rest of the season and felt like, oh no, there's more I need to say about this. I feel like my initial opinion was wrong. So I'm re-recording this. And the funny thing was, is I so badly just wanted to release, release the opposite, the other episode, because I felt like, oh, we've already done so much work, but sometimes you just have to redo things. And I feel like that's an attitude a lot of people put towards recovery when they're starting again. They're like, I've already done it before. I don't want to have to restart it. I shouldn't have to do it again. This is wrong. But sometimes you learn new things, you gain new insights, and then you have to go for it again. It doesn't mean that you can, like, if you fail once, you can never try again. So anyway, (laughs) that's my personal insight from my journey of recording podcasts. So the show physical, for those of you guys who don't know, obviously there will be spoilers. So if you don't want any spoilers, go ahead and watch the show and then come back to this episode. But it's about this woman named Sheila. I think, I believe the show is uh, made in the 70s. Like it's supposed to be set in the 70s, not made in the 70s. And Sheila is this, you know, 40-year-old woman who is struggling with bulimia, basically. And she's been struggling for a long time since she was younger. She struggled. um, She experienced sexual trauma and also was taught how to throw up uh, her food from a younger age and dance, I believe. And she's just this woman who feels like she has no power in her life, really. She's just a mom and her husband is doing all these things. And it almost seems like she's 
basically trying to support him constantly, but has no really whim or way of her own. And the first episode, they even dive into like her binge episodes that she, every day after she drops her daughter off to daycare, she's super isolated and she goes and gets three burgers and goes to a hotel and binges there. And it's like this whole ritualistic process. So right off the bat, that kind of dive you into it. What I really love about this show and probably the main theme of this episode, but I just want to say it because I can't help it. Um, I love that they give a much more realistic impression of what bulimia actually is and what the struggles that people go through with bulimia are actually like. Of course, this is Hollywood. It's much more glamorized than I think bulimia actually is, just like The Crown did with Princess Diana, um, but in a much more not very real way. But the show at least dives into, and the main focus of the show, it really is about her struggle with food and her eating disorder and what's that like and what kind of problems it's creating in her life because of it and what problems in her life her life, are provoking the eating disorder and driving her further into it. It shows it almost like this, um, you know, a special person she has on the side, right? This almost infidelity with bulimia. And it also shows a lot of the reasons why people dive into bulimia that aren't common. The misconception for a lot of people and culture is that bulimia is just this vain thing. Eating disorders are this vain thing. All you care about is how you look and that's why you're doing those things. And it's just something that you can easily quit. And it's, you know, you're, um, you're just kind of vapid for doing those things. But I think the show, while it first tries to paint Sheila as just very vain and um, doesn't, you know, kind of mean it's actually showing that she's struggling internally with a lot of her own issues, that she's very abusive towards herself, and that bulimia seems to be the only way that she can get the release that she's looking for, that she can feel like herself, that she can feel um, she can feel real and not have to worry and just let her inhibitions go. And I don't hear it talked about like that, that often I feel like I try to talk about it that way in my show because that's what it was for me. And seeing this on a mainstream media show for me, but was like, wow, I, for some, even though people tell me all the time that that is how they feel too, seeing it in mainstream Hollywood makes me feel like, oh, it is more common than we realize. Lots of people go through this and this is what it's about. It's not just about the food. So I love that this show does this and it's something that, again, the main focus of the show is bulimia and there's a lot of shame and disgust when it comes to bulimia in particular in our society. I don't know why because people drink alcohol, they binge drink on alcohol all the time, and no one bats an eye. They understand that alcohol can become a problem, but it's this perfectly acceptable thing that happens in society. But suddenly when people it turns to food, binging and purging, it's somehow this disgusting thing. It's not very healthy, but I don't understand why people can't see the similarities and why they have such an issue with it. I understand why they have an issue with it medically, right? Shouldn't continue it, but it's strange that there's this double standard in society. But because of that, there's this hush-hush thing about society and about bulimia in society. No one likes to talk about it. Even I felt like the crown with Princess Diana, they made a showing of her eating disorder with bulimia, but they really didn't show much. And to be fair, that show's main purpose is not about eating disorders, right? It's about the crown, it's about Queen Elizabeth, that sort of stuff. But they really glossed over it and didn't really talk about it much. And I feel like whenever people do mention bulimia in society and the news, anything, it's very like 
ooh, let's move on really quickly. This is kind of weird. And I think it's mainly because people don't really understand what it is and they have misconceptions about it. And the show does a great job of being interesting outside of an eating disorder. So even if you don't struggle with an eating disorder, you could still watch it and enjoy it and relate to it probably. But also it gives you a deep insight into why people struggle with an eating disorder and what's really going on. And I will say with pop culture, um, I we were watching, I think Mean Girls made a joke about bulimics. Um but we, oh, we were watching The Boys on Amazon, which another show that we had slept on for a while we hadn't really watched, but I love The Boys. It was great. But there was this one joke that they made where they're like, the, there was this old news story dug up about the superhero. And she's like, and they said you were bulimic. And there's just this judgment and tone, like what the fuck's wrong with you because you had this. There's no sympathy or anything. And of course, this character is supposed to be unsympathetic anyway. But it just kind of was this backhanded comment about bulimia. And I hear it a lot in older movies too about like, oh, well, she's just gonna, you know, I heard you throw up your food or yeah, she just throws up her food. I wish I could do that, that sort of stuff. It's almost like it's either this running joke that she's bulimic and it's haha, it's kind of funny that she's bulimic, but whatever, we're gonna move on now. She's just purging her food all the time and struggling with eating disorder, but whatever. Or there's this jealousy to it. Like, oh, well, if I, if I threw up my food, everything would be different. And it's not. So it tells me a lot of times in mainstream media that people either think, oh, it's something that is crazy. It's for crazy people, or it's something that they can totally stop anytime. And it's not really that serious. I had, I met someone in Miami, um, briefly, we didn't really talk that much, but we had this brief conversation, um, together while we were waiting for something. And people always ask me, you know, what do you do at some point? And I told her as a bulimia recovery coach. And she then was like, oh, I struggled with bulimia in college. But she said then jokingly, she's like, but I feel like that's something that was like, everyone goes through a bulimia phase. Right. And I said, I, I don't really think so, but, um, you know, I'm sorry that you struggled with that, but it was apparent that she's still struggling with so many body issues. Like she just, I think she, she sensed that it was a good listener and I was kind and compassionate and I could understand she kind of unloaded all this stuff on me, but it's crazy that she, because of what she's been taught and how she's been able to cope with it. She was just taught probably someone in her life said, oh, it's just a phase. Believe me, it's just something you do when you're younger. And the show, Physical, they have a scene, I think it's it's season one, episode seven, where Sheila, the main character, is at a party, and the person that taught her how to binge and purge her food confronts her and says, and they're meeting for the first time ever, and says, oh, you're not still doing that, right? Like when we were kids, when we were younger, oh, that silly thing that we did. Yeah, I, I went to a psychiatrist for help that I've, I've recovered. And Sheila has this panic moment of like, oh my God, I am still doing that. Oh my, what's wrong with me? I'm so childish. It's this idea that bulimia is this thing you can easily stop, that it's there's total control over it. That's just a tool that you casually use, just a phase like anything else that teenagers do. It's just for young people and that um, you'll get over it soon enough and it shouldn't really be that big of a deal. That's what mainstream media seems to say. So anyway, that long rounded conversation just to show that this, this show in particular, I think is doing a great job of seeing that it's not really that serious and eventually, or that it's, that it's actually a really serious thing and it's very hard. And it's something that a lot of adults struggle with. And I truly appreciate that they made Sheila in her forties. And even that's too young. Sometimes like there, there are older women that I talked to in their sixties that are struggling with bulimia. It is not just a young person thing. It's not just a college thing. It's just not a teenager thing, but I love that Sheila 
is struggling with it in her forties and they have that. And she talks all the time about how she's too old, that she's washed up, that she's um, getting, you know, that this is wrong, that she's doing this. Um, But again, it's this push and pull the whole show of, I need to keep being better about myself. You need to just get it together. And other people don't need this sort of babysitting, that sort of stuff. Like they have this voice that she, that they play where she's talking to herself in her own head and it's extremely harsh, but she really feels self-conscious about the fact that she's still struggling with it. And then another thing I think that it highlights is she struggles to open up to other people and is extremely isolated because of the bulimia and just because of her whole psyche in general. And that's something that a lot of people don't think about or don't realize. I didn't realize it in hindsight how isolated I was till I started to recover. And then the loneliness really settled in for me of, wow, I'm, I'm recovered. I'm, I'm doing great, but I actually feel really alone right now. And that's because I had spent years really just focusing on my body and the eating disorder and food and not really pursuing other things like my friendships. I would talk to some people at upkeep some friendships, but relationships were really hard for me to upkeep. And to be honest, they still are. And in the show Physical, they show how Sheila is constantly saying no to people, constantly kind of just walking away from people because she's so wrapped up in her own head and she either is just not interested trying to do things for eating disorder or going to binge and purge and feel, and like she is so harshly judging herself, but because of that, she's also harshly judging other people and therefore cutting herself off to potential connections and friendships. And over the show, it shows her warming up to people, becoming friends with people that don't necessarily meet up to her standards, but actually she needs to open up to, but it really shows the struggle between confiding in people, yet keeping it isolated, not wanting to share your eating disorder. And I think that's something that's not talked about enough. And it's definitely something people struggle with eating eating disorders. It keeps you extremely isolated and affects your thinking around other people, distracts you um, and your ability to be present in life in many, many ways. So that was a, there was a really um, insightful moment. I felt called out when I watched that. (laughs) And then the other thing that they go over, which is something helpful that again, people think it's just this vapid thing, but there's a lot of reasons driving people towards eating disorders and something that's driving her towards her eating disorder. One was the sexual trauma she experienced. And that was something you don't, that's not disclosed till later in the show, but a lot of eating disorders come from trauma, especially sexual abuse. Um, Fortunately, that wasn't the case for me, but I also had a lot in my childhood of um, having a sibling who was very needy, had a lot of problems, still does. And so I had to be very adapted, take care of my own needs. And that was its own trauma in a way. And I do think that that contributed to my eating disorder. For Sheila, it was the sexual trauma and probably other things, very strict parents, it seems like. And then also in her current life, what maybe prolonged the eating disorder was this feeling of not having much autonomy, of just doing everything for everyone else, her husband never really listening to her, never really taking her seriously, and any idea she does have, never giving her any credit. Um, it's this thing where she constantly is putting herself on the back burner. And again, when you're doing that, you're constantly saying no, no, no to yourself and people pleasing for everyone else. I think that that is a real surefire way to justify binging later on and keep on going to your eating disorder. Because it's the one thing you have, the one thing you can have all to yourself, you can enjoy and just be you and just um, indulge. Uh, And I feel like they really show that dynamic quite well um, in this uh, series. 
they also talk a lot about or they show a lot about because what happens with Sheila is she gets into this fitness class um in the first episode she starts joining this fitness class and slowly throughout the show she starts to realize that this is what she wants to do as a career she wants to help inspire women feel the way that she does when she does this class but the problem is, is that she's becoming this famous person for what she does. Lots of people in the community are liking her fitness videos, that sort of stuff. But she's struggling with an eating disorder on the side. So she's constantly feeling like a fraud, um, imposter syndrome, feeling like she's a liar for doing these things. Um, and then later on in the last part of the season, she finally goes to a treatment center um, and they show her people getting mad to find out that she's a fitness instructor because she they say she's selling a lie. But something that they finally kind of show is that just because someone struggles with an eating disorder doesn't mean that their pursuits in their life aren't real or aren't worthwhile. And I see a lot of people do this. They think because they struggle with an eating disorder, then the most, the rest of them is a fraud, that they're a liar, that they're a hypocrite. No, they're just struggling with something, but they can also believe in something else at the same time. And they even show in the treatment center how they're the the mentor that's taking the counselor that's taking them through the treatment the whole time, who seems totally with it, seems to know what she's doing. Sheila catches her at the end throwing up her food. To, um, catches her purging, right? And then it's like, wait, wait, I heard you. Um, I'm sorry, I'm really upset. And the counselor's like, yeah, I'm upset too. I slipped back. And it happened, but that does not mean that there's not, it probably won't be the last, last time it'll probably happen again, but it doesn't mean that we can't keep working towards recovery. And it doesn't mean what you're doing here isn't important. And it just shows, it's kind of dispels the idea of black and white, that like you're suddenly recovered and then it's over forever, that it's this constant upkeep. And me, thankfully, I haven't had any slips. I've never, I haven't purged since um, you know, I binged for the last time. I had one moment where I felt like I was kind of binging, but it wasn't even really a full-blown binge. And then mainly just a bunch of overeating here and there. But luckily, I haven't any slips back into my eating disorder, which is I'm so grateful for. But a lot of times that's not necessarily the case. But also, even though I haven't had any slips, I do have to sometimes upkeep my behaviors and my thoughts surrounding my body and food. It is a constant journey of work to remind yourself of who you are, what not to flip back into, not what what to actually think and being intentional with what your journey is and taking care of yourself. And I think that show what they show with a counselor I think with the series, what they show with the counselor of her not necessarily being recovered or slipping was a very realistic thing to, to show people to help them see that, oh, it might not just be this one time that you recover. And they also even showed her husband being super dismissive of her treatment and recovery, partly because he was really mad because Sheila had been cheating on him, which I think is also common sometimes in eating disorders. This like the binging creates this more like um, secretive behavior and you start to do it in other places, just like I struggle with that my relationship. But they show that it's not so black and white, that recovery isn't just this one-stop shop process, and that even if you're struggling, you can still help people, um, which I found so comforting um, because even me, like I struggle with things all the time. It's I'm not struggling with bulimia anymore, but I still have my issues. And that doesn't mean that you're a fraud because of that. It just means that you're a human being. And sometimes your flaws, the things you're struggling with, can put you in the best place to be able to help people because you know what it's like yourself. Just like this counselor in the eating disorder treatment center, she probably really believes in the stuff she's teaching because she's struggling with it at the very moment. She can relate way better than someone who 
isn't struggling at all, that it's never had a struggle with it. She understands. That's why I feel like I connect to my clients' models because I do truly understand what it's like. I've been there. It really freaking sucks and it is very hard. And the same thing with Sheila, when it comes to her um, aerobics that she does and becomes built her career off of that, even though she's struggling on the side, aerobic sets her free, makes her feel a way that she's never felt before. It gives her the same release that binging does, makes her feel alive. And so she understands what it's like to feel like awful, to feel awful, to feel unseen, unheard, and then to suddenly step onto that stage and feel something, feel alive. She can relate to other women with that. So that's what makes her such a great instructor, even though she's struggling on the side. So anyway, Hopefully that was somewhat helpful to think about. I th- The main reason I wanted to do it is because, again, it's a mainstream show that's portraying eating disorders in a much more realistic way. The The few qualms I have with the show is basically just that Sheila um, is, is a thin woman. Uh, and I don't, I don't have any problem with them showing someone who's thin because it is part of an eating disorder. But I really wish that they had shown... Um, in the future, maybe have a show where someone who's more normal sized or maybe even a bit heavier with an eating disorder, because it's still reinforcing the the idea that, oh, you have to be thin and you get this look of having the perfect body if you have an eating disorder like this. And while that can be the case, that is not always the case. I was um, overweight most of the time when I was struggling with my eating disorder. Uh, and I was, um, yeah, I was overweight, if not on the heavier side, highest body fat percent at the very least I'd ever been with my eating disorder. So it really didn't help me maintain my, maintain my weight and it kept me out of control with food versus what they're portraying with Sheila. But again, her eating disorder is different from mine. So you can't, you know, it's like apples to oranges, right? They're different. But I do wish over time that they show more body diversity because I do feel as though most eating disorder movies and shows, I think there was that one called Bones. Um, and in the treatment center, even in this physical, they show people of different body sizes. But it seems to be in these shows, the main character is always like that, that attractive, thin, idealistic character. And that's okay. I just wish that over time, there's something a little bit more realistic. Um, I think that there's a show that was, it was like an indie film, this girl made um, called Bulimia Sucks. And she shows a much more realistic impression of what bulimia is like. Because even though a physical is great and I like it, it's very Hollywood. Even her ritual with binging is, I think, a little bit more done up. Of course, sometimes people do that, I'm sure. But it's something that is more dramatic. And they're trying to make it more dramatic because it is Hollywood, right? But I'd rather them show pictures of like her binging in her car with sale things that she bought from the store and then purging into a plastic bag, right? That's sort of really, really messy stuff of bulimia, because I think that would be even more realistic um, of what actually goes on. And then I also think it's just important to show body diversity in these these types of series, because again, people will see this and think, well, I, st- I don't look as sick as her. I'm not struggling as bad as her. I'm not as thin, so therefore it must not be that serious. I don't have as much control as her, therefore I'm struggling with an eating disorder. I think I was struggling just as bad as her, even though I was uh, definitely completely out of control with food. Um, having more control doesn't mean you're sicker than person who has no control. The show Insatiable on Netflix, that show, even though it got controversy for being fat shaming and stuff like that, that did show a bit more um, of 
body diversity. Um, someone who wasn't super thin, but clearly struggled with food and they show more of the emotional eating aspects of binging. But again, the show was poorly done in my opinion, um, and what they're trying to focus on and kind of like a soap opera. So it was very hard to see the eating disorders. And I think the, after they knew they were going to get canceled, the last few episodes, they suddenly like address eating disorders hardcore, but they do it in a really poor way. So that show did somewhat of a better job in some sense, but not really. Um, I hope that in time, the show is just the start and that they show more eating disorders in a light like this and that more people watch the show because they're going to be better informed and they maybe might not make such snide jokes. Um, Hollywood might not make those weird things about bulimia, um, comments about bulimia and purging in bathrooms. It's just this running joke or this casual thing Thing or this positive thing, um, or at least something that's not so shameful and needs to be addressed. So yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. If you have seen the show, I'm guessing you have since you're listening to this episode all the way through, tell me what you think if, and message me on Instagram. I'd love to know your thoughts on the show. I thought it was really good, all things considered. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Please never give up on yourself, my friends. If Sheila can do it, if I can do it, you can do it too. Please keep fighting for your recovery and please be patient with yourself too. The show does a great job of understanding that it takes time, that there are many layers to eating disorders and that slowly but surely you will get there. Please keep going and never, never give up on yourself. Bye my friends.